the following it is that unbelievable two days in a row i can't get the first few words out of my mouth properly without totally butchering it and three two one the following it is come on this is not hard this is not a difficult thing to do the following is an excerpt from a short story by the irish writer James O'Connor, titled First Confession. The relief of it was really enormous. Nora stuck out her tongue at me from behind his back, but I couldn't even be bothered retorting. I knew from the very moment that man opened his mouth that he was intelligent above the ordinary. When I had time to think, I saw how right I was. It only stood to reason that a fellow confessing after seven years would have more to tell than people that went every week. The crimes of a lifetime, exactly as he said. It was only what he expected, and the rest was the cackle of old women and girls with their talk of hell, the bishop, and the penitential psalms. That was all they knew. I started to make my examination of conscience, and barring the one bad business of my grandmother, it didn't seem so bad. The next time, the priest steered me into the confession box himself and left the shutter back, the way I could see him get in and sit down at the further side of the grill from me. Well now, he said, what do they call you? Jackie, father, said I. Then what's the trouble to you, Jackie? Father, I said, feeling I might as well I get, feeling I might as well get over, get over it. While I had him in good humor, I had it all arranged to kill my grandmother. He seemed a bit shaken by that. All right, because he said nothing for quite a while. My goodness, he said at last. That'd be a shocking thing to do. What put that into your head? Father, I said, feeling very sorry for myself. She's an awful woman. Is she? he asked. What way is she awful? She takes porter, father. I said, knowing well from the way my mother talked of it that this was a mortal sin and hoping it would make the priest take a more favorable view of my case. Oh, my, he said, and I could see he was impressed. And snuff, father, said I. That's a bad case, sure enough, Jackie, he said. And she goes round in her bare feet, father. I went on in a rush of self-pity. And she knows I don't like her. And she gives pennies to Nora and none to me. And Mada sides with her and flakes me. And one night I was so heart scalded I made up my mind I'd have to kill her. And what would you do with the body? He asked with great interest. I was thinking I could chop that up and carry it away in a borrow I have. I said, Mugger. Jackie, he said, do you know you're a terrible child? I know, father, I said, for I was just thinking the same thing myself. I tried to kill Nora, too, with a bread knife under the table, only I missed her. Is that the little girl that was beating you just now? He asked. Tis, father. Someone will go for her with a bread knife one day, and he won't miss her, he said rather cryptically. You must have great courage. 
Between ourselves, there's a lot of people I'd like to do the same to, but I'd never have the nerve. Hanging is an awful death. Is it, Father? I asked with the deep, with the deepest interest. I was always very keen on hanging. Did you ever see a fellow hanged? Dozens of them, he said solemnly. And they all died roaring. Chai, I said. Oh, a horrible death, he said with great satisfaction. Lots of fellows I saw killed their grandmothers too, but they all said twas never worth it. He had me there for a full ten minutes talking, and then walked out the chapel yard with me. I was generally, I was genuinely sorry to part with him, because he was the most entertaining character I had ever met in the religious line. Outside, after the shadow of the church, the sunlight was like the roaring of waves on a beach. It dazzled me, and when the frozen silence melted, and I heard the screech of trams on the road, my heart soared. I knew now I wouldn't die in the night and come back, leaving marks on my mother's furniture. It would be a great worry to her, and the poor soul had enough. Nora was sitting on the railing waiting for me, and she put on a very sourpuss when she saw the priest with me. She was mad jealous because a priest had never come out of the church with her. Well, she asked coldly after he left me, what did he give you? Three Hail Marys, I said. Three Hail Marys, she, she repeated incredulously. You mustn't have told him anything. I told him everything, I said confidently. About Gran and all? About Gran and all. All she wanted was to be able to go home and say I'd made a bad confession. Did you tell him you went for me with the bread knife? She asked with a frown. I did, to be sure. And he only gave you three Hail Marys? That's all. She slowly got down from the railing with a baffled air. Clearly this was beyond her. As we mounted the steps back to the main road, she looked at me suspiciously. What are you sucking, she asked. Bullseyes? Was it the priest gave them to you? Twas. Lord God, she wailed bitterly. Some people have all the luck. Tis no advantage to anybody trying to be good. I might just as well be a sinner like you. I know that was a long story, but I provided a link in the podcast show notes. I would highly encourage you, everyone listening, my dozens and dozens of listeners. My army, my army of listeners. I would. You need to read it. Frank O'Connor's The First Confession. And it's perfect for today because we have officially reached step five, which is confession. Welcome to the It Just Is podcast. I am your humble host, Michael Smalley. Step five reads, we admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another person the exact nature of our wrongs and signature sins. James 5, 16 through 18, the message version, reads, make this your common practice. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live together whole and heal. The prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. Elijah, for instance, human just like us, 
prayed hard that it wouldn't rain, and it didn't. Not a drop for three and a half years. Then he prayed that it would rain, <clears throat> and it did. The showers came and everything started growing again. Here's the promise of step five. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. And don't forget, visit smalleyinstitute.com, become a Stay Classy podcast member, or upgrade that experience to a VIP membership. And you will help support this podcast, help me be able to record these things and and keep on keeping on. So you can check all that out at smalleyinstitute.com. A pearl of wisdom for the day is be part of the solution, not the problem. And here's the deal with step five. Who wishes to be rigorously honest and tolerant? Who wants to confess his faults to another and make restitution for harm done? Who cares anything about a God, let alone meditation and prayer? Who wants to sacrifice time and energy in trying to carry this message to the next sufferer? No, the average sinner, self-centered in the extreme, doesn't care for this prospect unless he has to do these things in order to stay alive himself. If I sin, I will die. What power, energy, and emotion this simple statement generates in me. But it's really all I need to know for today. Am I willing to stay alive today? Am I willing to ask for help? And am I willing to be a help to another sufferer today? Have I discovered the fatal nature of my situation? What must I do today to love God, others, and myself? You know, discussing our biggest struggles, our signature sins with another person may genuinely feel daunting. But take heart and be strong. There are good reasons to do so. First, if we skip step five, we may never overcome and experience freedom from our signature sins. Keeping certain sins, pain or otherwise, leads to our own demise. Admitting our sins to God and another human being is humbling. It is. Perhaps in our struggle toward freedom, a little humility will go a, a real long way. Remember how in the past you tried easier ways to overcome your signature sins. A softer, easier path is not the answer. Step five is proper house cleaning. Do not hang on to the worst, most secret parts of your life at this step. Be fearless, humble, and honest. It's time to share your entire life story with another person, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Hopefully you're engaged in being mentored. That's an important part of this healing process in freedom from signature sin. If this is not the case yet, make it a priority. You need someone in your life to speak the truth. A mentor is someone who can help you accomplish step five. If you don't have a mentor, choose someone wisely to confess the sin you identified in step four. So like what kind of person are you looking for? Well, generally you're looking for someone who's mature emotionally and spiritually who's kind, 
wise and loving. This is the type of person that you want to be able to find to confess. Reach out to your mentor or identified mature individual and just go for it. When it comes to this step, confess first to God and then to your mentor or wise person when confessing to God. So when you're when you're going through all the inventories, the three different inventories you made in the last step in step four, keep these four things in mind when you're confessing these things to God. Admit your signature sins to God and be specific. Don't this is not a time to get general. I had someone who on this step, it was almost like they developed this sort of softened, dumbed down, kind of generalized, sorry, you know, I've been a little bit of this and a little, and that just doesn't work, man. You have got to be specific. You need to ask God to forgive you, acknowledging you cannot change the past, but ask God for help to move forward. Ask God to show you where you need to change. What attitudes and actions need God's correction or guidance? And then, lastly, you've got to accept God's mercy and forgiveness. He takes delight in giving you mercy, and you have got to be able to accept that. If this feels impossible, guess what? You can do a step one on it. Admit you cannot Admit your powerlessness, but trust God by asking him to make it happen through you. For many of us, confessing to God is the easy part of this step. This is why confessing to another person is so critical. Owning your signature sin to a living, breathing person, it takes humility. Here are some good questions, which again, if you're a member... You'll get all of these show notes with all of these questions because I don't include all of the show notes in the uh, podcast kind of description-y thing. But as a member, you would have access to all these. Well, and of course, they're also in the Rise Step Study online course that you can purchase. But here's some good questions to work through. How long have I been living alone with my secrets and wrongs? How do I feel about admitting my wrongs? Or, or my secrets to another? Am I ready to share and let go of anything that hinders my recovery? What reservations do I have about working on my fifth step? Can I acknowledge and accept the exact nature of my wrongs? Can I, man, I gotta pause on this. Can I acknowledge and accept the exact nature of my wrongs? Are you willing or are you capable to be brutally honest? I'm just, you've got to trust me on this one. Man, if you just can't, if, 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 if you've made some ridiculously unhealthy demonic oath that no one can ever know, reject that right now. I don't care what you're doing. Pull over if you're driving, but knock it off and tell the Lord, I have made a terrible error. Lord, I need you. Because I got, I got, I don't want to have to mark explicit for this podcast episode, but I got a lot of poop to work through here, Lord. And man, you've got to trust me when I say, if you would just 
own it. And I shared this yesterday. I had two things that I had sworn I would never tell, no one would ever know. And I cannot tell you the freedom I experienced when I finally confessed those to my own mentor. Do I believe that working on my fifth step will make my life better? How? How might that, you know, what might that look like? Did I set a time and place for my fifth step? When and where? Has my relationship with God changed as a result of working on the fifth step? How has my view of myself changed after working on step five? Did I forget or omit anything? If I am still clinging to something that doesn't work, am I willing to ask for help in letting it go? I get step five can feel so scary, but what what I want to encourage you with, don't cheapen it. It it doesn't just count. I'm sorry, but it's not enough just to confess to the Lord and don't don't lose your minds theologically with me. Of course, all we need is God. I'm just telling you, there's something broke deep within you if you refuse to confess your sins to another living, breathing human being that's sitting right in front of you. So if you cheapen this by going, well, I mean, I confess it to God, I don't need to do anything, then you have a problem. And you better add that to your list, signature sins. Because it's not worth it. I, I promise you're not going, you, you're going to stall at this at this very step. And whatever progress you've made, you're going to start going backwards. That's how serious you need to take this step. You've got to do it. And like I said yesterday, it took me two or three months to be able to finally confess those last two things. So it might take you some time. And I can say, full disclosure, I mean, I struggled. I was like, Lord, I just, ah, I can't do it. And I fought that and I struggled with it and I wrestled with it. And ultimately I kept going back to the Lord over and over again. And clearly I'm powerless over this last bit of my step five. So God, you're going to have to make it happen. And guess what? He did. Listen, if you're a fan of the podcast and you've enjoyed the It Just Is daily show here, and if you want to take your personal growth to the next level, become a member now and support the show. It really does. It matters. It helps the work that I'm trying to do, and uh, it would be a major blessing for me. And you get live daily coaching, so it's not like you don't get anything for it in return. Frankly, I think you get a major opportunity to really work on yourself because you can attend as many of these live recordings and Q&As as you need to break through your biggest struggles in life. I'll close the today's show with the serenity prayer. God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Your will, not ours, be done. And remember, keep on listening because it works if you work it.